This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Happy New Year, Dave. Uh, Happy New Year to you. Why are you so chipper? Well, it's because of what we're going to do in today's podcast. Get ready for it. We are going to use our 2020 vision to assess what we learned in 2019. See what I did there, Dave? (laughs) Not really. It's it's the year 2020, so we'll use our 2020 vision to assess what we learned in 2019. Pretty clever, huh? Huh. Uh, how long have you been waiting to use that? <laughs> Longer than you think. <laughs> Steve, you constantly amaze. We simply will never raise the level of this podcast to something beyond corny. Oh, I was hoping I that know. we could get to something more sophisticated, but uh, I, know. I think we're going to always be a little bit corny. Yeah, I know. But I remember when we first started this podcast, I had a friend who is a... Very sophisticated consultant on the East Coast, let's yeah. say. He listened to one episode and said, You know, you're really corny. And I thought, Thank you, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Oh, man. But yeah, seriously, we, we want to kick off the new year by looking back and reflecting on what we've learned that's helped us become better fly fishers or at least to enjoy ourselves even when the fishing is not good. Or when we're not very good fly fishing (laughs) really that's true all right we have 10 lessons we want to share lessons we've learned or relearned Uh, dave what's something that you've learned successful euro nymphing which i took up really uh, in the last probably 24 months requires the right kind of river and the right kind of runs so in 2019 i did more euro nymphing than i ever have that doesn't mean i did a ton but uh, I did more than I ever have, and I, I've had some success. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, I'm really not that great at it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I am at traditional oh. nymph fishing yeah. with a strike indicator. But one of the things you learn when you when you do nymph, uh, Euro-nymphing, you realize the run is so critically important. And so when you're dry fly fishing, you're just fishing every run. Uh, and maybe when you're streamer fishing, you know, you're swinging it, you're doing these different mm-hmm. things on the bigger rivers. And when you're Euro nymphing, there are certain runs that are just perfect for it. And, and, and what makes them perfect? What, what is it? You know, it that... with Euro nymphing, you're not ca- it's not a big cast, right? You're right. really casting mm-hmm. out your leader, <laughs> your leader yeah. and all mm-hmm. your tippet, right? So you're only casting out 15, 20 feet. And, and so the run needs to be, for me, I need to be casting to my left because I'm right-handed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, casting to my right is always more difficult. And it just needs to be the right depth. And there are certain runs that are just mm-hmm. really perfect for it and certain rivers that contain runs. So mm-hmm. uh, with Canfield, you know, I, I, you know, I Euronymph with you, both with you and the day I went out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there was oh. a couple runs. But as a general rule, like that one really nice run that we like, yeah. I mm-hmm. did catch a couple fish out of yeah. it this fall, mm-hmm. Euronymphing. It's just a difficult run to Euronymph. Sure. It's easier to, to basically, mm-hmm. if you're going to nymph, just use a strike indicator. Yeah. So I think that's the first thing I learned, okay. or the one out of ten right. that I learned, learned yeah. this this, okay. uh, this last year. That's good. So here's number two. Uh, you never know what the water conditions will be like, even in prime time. So this summer, uh, we, my wife and I, 
I planned a trip to Colorado, and uh, we're there to see our, our son and daughter-in-law, but uh, I also picked it at a strategic time, knowing that the fishing would be uh, good, that the water levels would be down by the end of July and, and first part of August. So that's when we went, and the rivers and streams were high. Yeah, I mean, it was still. Rocky Mountain high. They, they, they were bloated, and uh, a lot of them were clear, but uh, my goodness, it looked like, uh, what, did the calendar go back to the first week in June? Uh, I, I was huh. I was really shocked. Um, so that changes everything. Yeah, it, it does. And there were a couple places we didn't even bother fishing. Those that we fished, uh, it just wasn't that productive like it had been before. So it just kind of reminded me, you, you just, you don't know. And I, I think we, maybe we ran into that a little bit this fall, um, you know, fishing the, the Gardner River in the north part of Yellowstone Park. And even Park. The Madison, that day we fished yeah, the Madison. Right, yeah, right. That that uh you know even if you go during a prime time you may hit a day or you may hit a stretch where uh, something's not fishing that well so i i I don't know maybe the lesson there is you always have to have a a backup plan you you just have to accept that there are no guarantees yeah uh you know you, you get a great day and great water conditions and that's wonderful and you'll hit it again but you don't know when you can't guarantee it i think if you're a new fly fisher you have so much frustration early on that you're not catching fish. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you put that on yourself, right? And, and that may or may true. not be true. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it is fishing. And and when you fish, the speed of the river, the yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there's all these things that go into whether you're going to yeah. catch fish or not. So sure. that's a good point. That is. What's lesson number three? So the third lesson is that you can never have too many size 18 and size 20 parachute atoms. Oh, man, that's uh, that's worth listening to the whole podcast. I'm Absolutely. serious. That Absolutely. is a huge insight. Or the purple haze, whatever you use. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, the, just a variation uh, the of parachute the parachute atoms. atoms. So yep. you and I fished uh, in Montana in September. We had a day on the boulder. We had a podcast episode on that, the last four that we uh, published, and I should say the ones we published, I think it was in October we published them, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. a month or so ago, but you were catching fish, and I, I struggled. I had four or five on, one I couldn't net them, but then I ran out of size 18, size 20 parachute atoms, and and I was using something bigger, and then I'd start trying something mm-hmm. else. And really, I wish I would have known that we were fishing the same run, but we were on opposite sides yeah. of the river. Remember yeah, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I started trying to Euro nymph, and that honestly, the boulder is just not a good river mm-hmm. for that. And so after that, I started to take a look at, at a. I took a hard look at my entire fly collection, mm-hmm. and I realized it was just full of old rusting flies. I mean, I had so many fly boxes. <laughs> yeah. And so what I did is I really went through it careful, at least on the nymph side and the mm-hmm. dry fly side. Now I need to do it the grasshopper side because yeah. I need to actually almost replace all yep. my hoppers. Mm-hmm. But I, I then, I'm now starting to fill it with new flies. Yeah. Right? And yep. I've gotten lazy or, you know how it is, you buy flies or for many of you who tie flies, I just didn't have enough of what I really needed yeah. that day. And yeah. it's so core. Yeah, size 18, is. size oh, 20 parachute I atoms, I don't care what you say, that's a... That's a oh, core element of your it, fly box. If I had one fly, one dry fly, and it was restricted to, that would be the one I would choose. Yeah. yeah so, really my would. bad. So, it was a good lesson. Yeah. Uh, seems patently obvious, but uh, the day in the boulder was really painful to watch you catch fish. Uh, it wasn't painful for me. No, I enjoyed it. Wasn't. it. No, no, I, I did. I felt bad for you. I, I have those days, too, where you just, 
it's just not working right because you don't have no. the right equipment or whatever, and it's that's how it goes. All right, so what's the uh, fourth lesson from 2019? Right, number four is that the fish pond gore range vest is the best. I, I love it. Now, I'm not that's specific. I know. I'm not. We, we don't plug particular brands. We're we're not sponsored by uh, by anybody anymore. And even when we were, it wasn't anything to do with fly fishing. So I don't get any kind of a kickback on this. I, I like a lot of different brands that make good stuff, and Fish Pond is one of them. But uh, so I tore my 25-year-old Orvis vest. One of the pockets was ripped, but I just made the decision. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear this thing until I can't. Well, I ripped off a whole section of pockets. <laughs> that's that's when I fell in the river and lost my fly rod. I oh, told wow. that story. The one that. Finally, I found a week later when, when my son and I went back and I was able to salvage a broken rod with one missing section and I got a brand new Orvis Recon yeah. out of it. But anyway, I, I tore my fly vest, you know, a whole section of pockets off the one side. So I was like, okay, I got to get another one. And I, and I looked around and there was a particular uh, brand that... Uh, you know, it's kind of a high-end brand, very well-known, especially uh, people like me who lived in the Bozeman area, and I, I like their stuff. But I, I looked at the vest, and I thought, man, you know, I'd, you know, it's, it's okay, it's, it's nice, but for, for 300 bucks, do I really want to spend that? Like, no. Yeah. And then I'm looking at the fish pond stuff, and I found this vest. I was like, oh, man, this thing just, I love the way it fits. It's adjustable. It's... It, it's perfect, and it was one hundred and forty nine ninety five, huh. so half half price. And I don't know, it's it's compact yet spacious. You you can adjust it. Uh, I adjusted it this fall when I was wearing more layers, and then if I'm just in a, you know, in a, a well, not just a t-shirt. I always wear like a long sleeve dry fit uh, shirt in the summer. Uh, then you know, cinch it up a little bit. Uh, it, it's just a great net or a, a great vest. Now, the one thing that I, the only thing that I don't like, no, no product is perfect, is that my net hangs a little lower because the net ring that's on the back of the vest is uh, lower than my neck. But that, that's not a huge yeah. deal. It's just when I go to put it back, uh, I have to it's do a little, a little bit of yoga to, <laughs> yeah, to, to get it back there. But uh, yeah, so so that's my fourth lesson. By the way, I purchased. Uh, that same vest for my brother. Oh, my brother yeah. is on my board uh, of directors. Uh, well, actually, he's on my advisory board for my company. Hey, wait, it's wait, wait. Can I, can I be on your board, Dave? Uh, fly fishing stuff for guys in your board? Pick me, pick you me, actually, pick actually me. have to add value. <laughs> oh, oh that, that, was, that was good. That was good. Oh, gosh. That, so that I actually yeah. gave that to him at yeah. the end of the year. He, uh, he was on my... Uh, he and another person oh, on my cool. board, so I got. I'll be anxious to hear how he likes. Yeah, it. I, he uh, should receive it, you know, the next couple of days. So. Very cool, very cool. So the next so, level. Yeah, what's number five? So, yeah, so number, number five, five huh? is, and this really piggybacks on your last point, uh, and it it does seem kind of patently obvious, but you know what? You have to relearn these things, and that is, the right gear makes all the difference. Oh, it really does. Yeah. So in 2018, I picked up Euro Nymphing for the first time, and I had tried it without purchasing a Euro rod. And I got that idea from some video I watched. Some guy said, you know, why don't you just try try it with your own rod and see if you actually want to do it. So that's what I did. Mm -hmm. So I purchased the leader, which is different, you know, like 11-foot, 12-foot leader. I got tungsten-weighted flies. Mm -hmm. And I just used my 
uh, nine foot six rod and and I tell you what, I caught some fish on it. You yeah, remember that you did. time oh, you man, know, on you Willow did. Creek you where I think I caught them, ten yeah. in about forty five yeah. minutes. So no, I wanted it was, to make, it was less than that, Dave. It was like twenty minutes. Yeah, it was just unbelievable. It was mainly one run. You were just hauling them out like crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. just unbelievable. I, I've never had another experience like that. It kind of spoiled me actually. So I, I had not buy, bought a rod, and so I thought I just need to wait. So in 2019, I did purchase a Euro rod. I didn't buy another high end rod. I looked at the Sage, and which was 900 mm-hmm. to 1,000. I looked at there was an Orvis rod. I think it was a Recon brand. Yeah, it was four mm-hmm. or five hundred that yep. was, had mm-hmm. really good ratings. But I thought no, I just there's another couple rods I want to buy. So I bought an Echo. The Echo One or Echo Two, I don't even remember now, and it's a it's a decent enough rod. It's definitely different. It's I think a ten foot three weight, mm-hmm. and so it um, it definitely creates more sensitivity to the bottom. So that's that's what you need in a good Euro rod. Now is that the Echo? Is that the model or is that the brand? It's the brand. That is the brand. Okay. Yeah, Echo. Yeah. I think one or two is the model. So okay. Got Echo it. is the yeah. brand. All right. And again, it's a lower end brand. It's not a but you know that's and to your point, you, you and I like the way you stated your point. You said the right gear makes all the difference. It doesn't mean that it has to be high no, end. It just no, no. it has to be designed specifically for what you're doing with it. Yes, yeah. and that that's exactly right. Yeah. And so it's a Euro rod, and as this point, given my low level of Euro nymphing, it mm-hmm. works perfectly for me. So yeah. Well, here's my sixth. Uh, number six would be don't get locked into one approach. Uh, for me this year, it was uh, kind of rediscovering nymphing. And I, I know that sounds kind of funny. If, if you were to ask me, well, you know, what, what when you go to a river, do you nymph or dry fly or throw streamers? And, and my answer would be, well, whatever works best. And that's partly true. But honestly, I think I realized this year that I get maybe stuck in patterns or in a mm. rut. So what was it, maybe three or four years ago, I felt like and, and realized I just haven't done much with streamers. I, I've kind of let streamers go. And I rediscovered streamers. Man, I started catching fish on streamers. And then this year I realized, you know what, I, I don't nymph that much anymore. And I think it was this fall, it was the later trip I took in October uh, when I was in Portland and I stopped in Montana on the way back and had that day uh, on the Yellowstone below Tower. And, man, uh, my friend Greg and I were hauling them in on, on nymphs. It was good. And it was, it was like, wow, this is, this is great. I, I haven't done this in a while. And it just made me realize I, I have to be careful not to get uh, too locked into one approach. Um, you know, if nymphing's good nymph if streamers are good do that i mean dry flies yeah that's always going to be our default i love to fish dry flies but uh just kind of reminded me again hey don't uh you know don't forget about uh uh, things you've done in the past that have worked yeah that's a good that's a really good lesson Uh, and this my next point which is number seven out of ten in it piggy piggybacks your point on streamers and it's very 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 tactical lesson but I discovered the importance of letting the streamer drift to the edge of the pool or the bottom of the pool. And you and I had fished the blue in the wintertime. I went there three or four, I think three times last winter. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. really learned it, especially when I was there once with my nephew. And I just realized, and it's a really small stream, so it's not a big river. 
and you stand I would stand at the top of the of the pool or the run and let it drift down and sometimes uh, or maybe I'd even cast it down it's not I mean it's only 15 20 20 maybe it's not it's probably 20 foot 20 feet I mean it's not a ton yeah. it's not a long long run maybe 30 feet and I started to let the, the, the streamer drift to the very, very edge of the pool. And, and then I started to strip it back. And I, that day, I probably caught somewhere between seven and eight Man. In a, on a cold winter, winter day. Yeah. And I realized earlier I had not mm-hmm. let that streamer drift down far enough. That's a good point. So it's very tactical. I'm not saying yeah. it's going to happen mm-hmm. on every stream. And yep. maybe this winter when I go back to the blue, or if I go back to the blue, it won't work. Yep. But, boy, I tell you what, there was a couple days, winter days, that that tactic mm-hmm. really worked well. And it's often on that swing, isn't it? it when it gets is. to the end of the drift and you, you're swinging it back. And yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty powerful. All right, so here's number eight. We have three more to go. Number eight is that there's real joy in sharing your favorite spot with someone who has not experienced it. And, and I know that, but uh, I talked about that trip that I took uh, this fall on, on the way back from Portland to Chicago, stopped in Bozeman and fished for three nights. And uh, Dave, you weren't able to, to do that. So uh, I invited my friend Greg, and uh, he's, I mentioned this, I think, in a previous podcast. He he grew up in Illinois, Wisconsin, uh, done a lot of fishing, uh, started fly fishing, I don't know, maybe a decade ago, and he's, uh, first he dabbled with it, now he's doing more of it, and he would say, oh, I'm just a beginner, but he's really, he's one of these guys who just, he's a natural, you know, these athletic guys who just pick things up, and they're, you know, they're, they're better than the guys who've been doing it for five years, but I just loved I, I missed having you there. I really did. But I, I love sharing, you know, just, just to see his delight at, at seeing, you know, things in Yellowstone and, and just standing in the river and just saying, it's just unbelievable. And, and even the day we had on the boulder that, that wasn't that good. Well, it wasn't, wasn't that good. No, it wasn't good at all. We didn't catch anything. He, he just loved it because yeah. it was so beautiful. And then when we did catch fish, you know, to see him, uh, hook into and, and land his first uh, cutthroat on, you know, on, on a nymph, and, and he did well. He, he, uh, he, he caught several, you know, that that afternoon. That was, that was so much fun. Yeah. And it just reminded me, it is fun to take people somewhere where they haven't experienced, and, and just to show them that, uh, you know, when it's your favorite spot. That, kind of a really vicarious cool. uh, joy, I guess. You it, see it is. Somebody else yeah. enjoying something that it you is. enjoy. Yes. Uh huh. And. Yep. It's it's actually a, a nice little serendipity, a nice little surprise. You don't you don't yeah. get it. You don't mm-hmm. think of it like that, and you do yep. it with your kids. But when you can take someone who really had a great day, there's mm-hmm. such a great sense of satisfaction. Yeah. That's, wow, that's really wonderful. Good. Well, two more to go. I don't, I don't know if 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 we or our listeners can take all of this wisdom. Oh my! In one dose, yeah. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah. This is a... so. Number nine out of ten is staying patient and the importance of staying patient, tying good knots. And I tend to be what's called a quick start on the Colby index. And, you know, it's why I'm great at the work I do. And uh, it's also why I'm bad at keeping a clean room. And, you know, I, I, I just move and I'm, I'm just moving all the time. And certainly when it comes to fly fishing, the discipline of fly fishing, of slowing down is really important, especially when tying yeah. knots. And, oh, my, have I, have I uh, lost fish through the years just because I, I didn't stay patient 
while tying a knot. And sometimes, you know how mm. it is, well, you're, you're having a great day, and all of a sudden you get to this moment, you lose your rig, and so you have to re-rig. Oh, and it's yeah. 30 minutes yeah. because of the fumbling <laughs> around, right? Especially when it's colder. Yeah. So you and I were out on the Madison, we were out in September, and I caught that one big fish on the Madison. Yeah. That's all we caught mm-hmm. all day. And I threw it in. He had a streamer. The fish hit a streamer. And immediately, and I have not had this happen a ton, it headed for the middle of the river. It just, my reel was almost screaming. You you hear people yeah. having mm-hmm. these experiences. If you're catching fish under 20, you know, 20 inches, you're typically not getting that. They're moving and stuff. But this thing, I mean, it was bizarre. Oh, this man. thing just headed for the middle of the Madison. Mm-hmm. And I remember as I was allowing the line to go out, I had good tension on there. My drag was set properly. And I was actually allowing even more drag to go out, uh, loosening the drag as, as it went out. I thought, I'm never getting this fish in. I know my knots are not that tight. But sure enough, over probably took me five, 10 minutes to land the fish. I landed, the, I netted the fish. It was and a I beauty thought, too. Oh, yeah. it was a nice yep. fish. It was a couple, 22 or something. I don't know what it was. It was a big fish. Yeah. And, but I had tied, I had two knots on my tippet. So I had uh, like a three X <laughs> and I had a four X. And wow. then, so there were really three knots mm-hmm. from my leader to the tippet and then another one on my tippet. So all three knots held. Wow. And I just, it reinforced the importance of slowing down again when it comes to knots because when you do catch that big fish, you want to be able to net that thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess I was proud of myself. Oh, yeah. Can, sh- can I say that? You sure may. You should have been. I'm generally yeah. not a good knot tyer. So it, just the yeah. importance of, of, of tying. Oh. Tying a good knot. I know. It makes all the difference, doesn't it? You know, all, all the other things that you, you worry about. But, man, if, if your knots aren't quality, uh, yeah. that Everything it, else it, is a waste. huge disappointment. Yeah. That's right. Well, here's the last one, number 10. And, and once again, this is one that I guess I kind of relearned. Uh, but, uh, Dave, number 10 is it has to do with the thing that, that fly fishers can, can actually enjoy and do in downtown Chicago. So I, I went there uh, you know, during the Christmas uh, holidays just a few weeks ago, and, and I went down with uh, my wife and I and then a couple of our daughters and their families, and, and we walked Michigan Avenue with thousands of our friends. Oh, my <laughs> goodness, the, the sidewalk was just packed. And, wow. and you, could, you could move through it, but... Is that the ma- Magnificent oh, Mile? Yeah, yeah, yep. the Magnificent Mag mile. mile. So we're walking down there, and... And somebody, uh, you know, on standing out, handing out coupons to something. I don't want anything. But they, before I could say no, they handed me this coupon, and it was to the Orvis store uh, that's just off of Michigan Avenue, and it said 15 to 20 percent off. So <laughs> we walked down Michigan Avenue. We walked to uh, is it Millennium Park? You know where the Bean is. Yeah, we watched yeah, yeah, the yeah. ice skaters, and then. Uh, kind of made a little loop by the Chris Kindle market and uh, oh yeah yeah it's kind of cool yeah, yeah. and so anyway so we're walking back in Michigan Avenue and and I I said hey I'm gonna make a detour I will meet you I knew everybody was headed to Sprinkles Cupcakes but I headed to the Orvis shop huh. and I tell you what I had a great time I I always liked that shop uh, it's you know the the first kind of two sections of it. The first, they have a lot of clothing, and that's cool. But, but they have a really good fly fishing section. They've got all the rods, and uh, I guess there's enough investment bankers in uh, yep. 
Chicago. Exactly. That that's, that's where they'll go get rods. And so I picked up an H3, and, and there was a guy there. He said, hey, you can you want to cast it? We can go out behind the shop. Which I had Helios to laugh. 3? Yeah. Huh. Uh-huh. Which I had to laugh because I've done that you know, in, in Montana before. But it's like, well, if I do that, I, I know what behind the shop would be. That would just be the back alley. And, and I thought about it, but I thought, no, they're waiting for me. And uh, besides, I don't want to get... Yeah. I don't want to bond with this $900 rod. And that 15 to 20% coupon did not apply to the no, H3s, no, did it? No, it did not. No, it was just to the clothing, So, which I was kind of relieved to know that. No, I wouldn't have. Even even if it did, I wouldn't have gotten that anyway. But uh, I, I thought, hey, this is, this is great. So just a tip, if you're ever in downtown Chicago... Uh, don't bother trying to fish the Chicago River. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's another story. Well, no, it's not a story at all. It's just no, that's not a fl- place to fly fish. But you can visit an Orvis shop. So yeah, thank goodness great, there is an Orvis shop to me, in that's downtown the, uh, Chicago. That's a way to end this 10 things, right? Yes, Go visit an Orvis shop. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. That, that's great. Especially in Chicago yeah. at Christmas. Oh. I tell you what, downtown Chicago at Christmas is phenomenal it is it's beautiful it really is too, phenomenal if you haven't done that you really yeah. organize a trip around I know. that time of yeah. year and, and the s- restaurants down there oh, they're are great. just amazing and stop at the orvis shop to cap stop your day at the off shop. Yep. Yep. that's good send the rest of your family to macy's or yep. wherever and you go hang out at orvis <laughs> All right, here's a comment from uh, Michael. This is great stuff from our listeners. Uh, Michael commented on our episode on how fly fishers gain confidence, and this is what he wrote. He said, when I guided younger children, uh, I often would be told what great patience I have. My reply was always, I don't have or need patience. I just remove expectation. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's a great line. Lower your expectation. He goes on and says, leave your ego in the car and just enjoy the gift of what the waters hold. Confidence will come in learning, experience, and time. Numbers may do it at first, but lasting confidence is not measured in numbers. It comes in perhaps tying your own flies, reading waters, understanding changing behaviors, and making fine presentations. Frustration shouldn't be confused with lacking confidence. We all have had and will continue to have those days. That's pure wisdom. Yeah, isn't that? He's exactly right. Lower your expectations. And, you know, you you take kids out or or sometimes even when you're going fishing, if you, I think we talked about it, if you expect every day to be a banner day, uh, you're going to be frustrated. Yeah. Because it's it's not. It's just not. That is a great, great quote. Yeah, it really is. Well, that's going to do it for today. Uh, Thanks again for listening to our 2020 vision. I'm Steve Mathewson. (laughs) And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are two guys in a river. For the love of corny. No, for the love of fly fishing. (laughs)